You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. In 1999, Norm Page started working as a volunteer coach with the Buffalo Sabres sled hockey team when his seven-year-old son, Adam, started playing. As president of the program, he helped build the first sled-accessible rink in Buffalo and over the years would see some of their local players make the USA national sled hockey team, including Adam. For about 12 years, he would serve as a sled hockey representative for USA Hockey, putting on clinics across the country. Now with Greater Buffalo Adaptive Sports, he is helping the Move United member organization expand its sports offerings, including the growing sport of wheelchair lacrosse. So Norm, it's great to talk to you today. Great to be here and uh, really appreciate you uh, having us on and discussing about, uh, you know, wheelchair lacrosse and and uh, obviously, you know, Move United, uh, all the things that you folks do. We're just excited that, uh, you know, you're a part of this and helping us to grow this sport. So thank you. Well, I thought I would I thought I would start there in terms of of just a little bit about your background um, and specifically uh, how you got into wheelchair lacrosse specifically. So let's start there. Sure. Sure. So my background is sled hockey, about 25 years uh, involved in sled. And I started with my son, local program, expanded into uh, USA Hockey, asked me to be the USA Hockey National Sled Rep for uh, 12 years. I did that traveling the country, helping to build sled hockey programs, uh, 50, 60 cities over 12 years as a volunteer. And I uh, had great success there with everyone involved uh, from, you know, grassroots on up to the Paralympics, obviously, and the success that they had. And, uh, you know, my son part of that team for three Paralympics. And then, uh, you know, we had a foundation here uh, really geared towards sled hockey. Uh, but my son, Adam, uh, he really saw the need for other sports, other opportunities. Not everybody wants to play sled hockey. And, um, you know, we really felt the need here locally in Western New York uh, to help expand into other sports. And he saw wheelchair lacrosse, loved the looks of it, and got involved with uh, everyone involved uh, with the wheelchair lacrosse. And, you know, Ryan and Bill out in San Diego and uh, the Wisconsin group up in uh, Wisconsin. So Dr. Lee up there uh, with the VA. And uh, things expanded from there. We got very excited. We jumped on right away. Uh, actually, our first year, we hosted the U.S. Uh, wheelchair lacrosse nationals here in Buffalo, our very first year, and uh, had a great success with that. And, uh, you know, it's five years later, here we are and looking to grow and expand uh, wheelchair lacrosse, uh, not only uh, locally here, you know, with a youth program, which we've started. Uh, one of the first in the country, we really feel it's important to get youth involved and it helps sustain programs with youth you know you always have that and that's something we firmly believe in and did it with usa hockey with with sled hockey uh adult programs are great but the sustainability comes from youth and understanding that life gets in the way with adults so really now focusing towards some youth programs and helping develop that along with regional 
play here in Western New York, heading over into Rochester, up into Watertown, uh, hopefully over into Syracuse. Uh, we're in Ohio and trying to build regional programs so that these athletes, young and old, have an opportunity to compete against other teams close, close or so mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, the expense is not there. I mean, our families, of course, have, um, you know, a lot of expenses already. And so how do we help reduce the cost so that families can afford to do this and participate? And really the way that we feel is that, you know, building regional uh, play so that you don't have to spend, you know, two or three nights in a hotel or fl- jump on a plane and pay that expense to fly and go compete against somebody. If we can do it regionally, it's just a great way, a great avenue to keep it affordable and, and have more families enjoy it and be able to afford it. And so before we delve into this uh, sport specifically, um, mm-hmm. I think it would, we, I'd be remiss without talking about a little bit about what you're, what you've done locally in terms of, you know, adaptive sports in, in, in the Buffalo region. So you said you obviously started with sled hockey, but, but mm-hmm. where are you now in terms of a, a number and uh, in, in obviously sled hockey, wheelchair lacrosse, but uh, what else are you, what else are you embarking on and taking on? Well, we're, we're uh, involved with the wheelchair um, basketball which was something we, we were st- st- strictly a, a hockey program for a long time and didn't really do the wheelchair sports. There was a basketball program here many years ago. And so we've kind of helped facilitate a great family to uh, help them develop a wheelchair basketball program. He's a basketball coach and the family loves basketball. So kind of helping them a little bit along the way with our, with our 501c3. And then, uh, you know, we've expanded into actually we started curling this year. So that's (laughs) something we'll be out this Sunday and doing some curling, which is great. Um, We also are, involved in developing tennis wheelchair tennis we've got usta that's coming in the in the uh, uh early summer to get that up and running um we're also uh started a wheelchair football program which is one of nine teams in the country um thank you move united and uh and obviously the bob woodruff foundation of course the nfl uh, we are very fortunate uh you know with our buffalo bills football program here and uh with all of you to help, you know, get that started mm-hmm. this year. So uh, we competed uh, twice this year in Kansas City and in Phoenix. And again, an exciting thing, you know, football being such a huge sport now to have that happening and having and seeing the growth. I understand there's going to be three more additional teams, but you know that's something else we're involved with uh, as well. And then uh, we do some another thing that's very exciting for us is to get involved with the intellectual and developmental disabilities. And uh, we started with a stand-up lacrosse program with those kids and adults. Phenomenal, just exciting. Again, one of the first programs in the country to do that. Uh, we started with 15 uh, last spring. And uh, by the end of the eight-week program, we were up to 35, I believe it was. And this year, we're hoping to expand it even further. And uh, we're also involved in Challenger Baseball uh, with mm-hmm. those kids as well. So we help a, a, a program called Touching Bases here in Buffalo. So um, more things to come, you know, mm-hmm. things keep coming our way. We talked uh, about wheelchair baseball or softball, uh, Kansas city program. That's very interested in that. I think they want to come up and do a, do a, a clinic up here, which we're excited about. And then sit volleyball is another program that we're, uh, uh, looking to do. I think we're going to do a clinic with that in, um, sometime in May. So that's happening as well. So, 
no pun intended, but a lot of balls in the air right now. <laughs> but we're excited about it. It's great just to be able to expand and give, you know, all these different kids of all different abilities the opportunity to play many different sports. And that's the idea behind our foundation and, and many foundations, of course, across the country. Well, uh, kudos to you. I mean, you're 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 rocking and rolling from starting out with what essentially like one sport, sled hockey, to to where you are today. That's fan, that's fantastic. I, I know that you mentioned um, uh, Adam, and and Adam is an, uh, an accomplished and amazing athlete, an elite athlete uh, on sled hockey. is quite a monoskier as well. Um, you said you the two of you saw or or learned about wheelchair lacrosse. How did, how did you learn about the sport? And what was it about the sport that uh, you and Adam said, we want to bring this to Buffalo? Well, it was Adam. I mean, he's, he, like you said, he's an athlete. He loves to play. He's competitive. He's done just about everything you can think of from the time he was five years old and, you know, horseback riding and, you know, baseball and karate, um, all these different things that he bowling, all these things that he, he loved to do. Obviously his love was, uh, was hockey, but, um, he started looking around and, and found it on the internet and, uh, you know, called some folks up in Wisconsin about it. This Dr. Lee, who's a great guy, great one of the great leaders, and uh, mm-hmm. along with Ryan and Bill uh, in San Diego with uh, wheelchair lacrosse. And uh, so they invited Adam to go to uh, Ocean City with them to play on the team. So I went all tagged along, and uh, he went and competed in that tournament with the Wisconsin team, and he was hooked. I was hooked, and just knew this was something we need to bring to, to Western New York, and uh, it went from there. So, uh, if you had to describe the sport, um, to someone who's not familiar with it, uh, how, how would you describe just in general, what the sport is, what it's about, what the goals are and objectives are? Oh boy. All right. So I come from a hockey background, obviously, and I've seen some pretty rough competition between the U S and Canada, you know, and throughout Adam's, uh, you know, Paralympic career. And it gets pretty nasty, needless to say. And, and the Russians were pretty tough too. Um, but I saw wheelchair lacrosse. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, it, what's a penalty? I don't know what a penalty is. They're taking sticks and hitting people with sticks. They wouldn't put you in a penalty box in hockey. They'd throw you out of the building. <laughs> and so <laughs> we see this and it's like to describe it, um, Sean, I, you know, it's, it was, to me, it was a shock and, you know, talking to Adam, his first game after he got off, off the court, he's like, oh my gosh, you know, he was just like taken back that first game, but it is physical. Um, if anybody's had a chance to see lacrosse, you know, indoor, outdoor, anything like that, box lacrosse, you see how physical it is and, and it's, it's a rough game. I mean, it is a rough game. And so, um, yeah, I, you know, I think that's, but, you know, that's in Adam's blood. And, you know, a lot of these kids love to play it, the contact, the, you know, the chairs, the skill level is something else as well. I mean, it's really incredible to see them move the chairs, carry that stick. You know, the, the hand-eye coordination is pretty incredible with the, mm-hmm. with the ball and the stick. And uh, so I think it was just everything and the excitement of the game, the physicality of the game, all of that. I think it just, um, you know, I, I would call it, uh, you know, it's a form of murder ball, you know, type thing where, you know, these, these, these athletes just go at it. And uh, it's, it's true lacrosse. It really is. 
Yeah. So, so if you're a, if you just thrive on the adrenaline then it's, a, it, it's one of those sports that just really gets, gets your blood going, right? <laughs> it sure does. It sure does. Along with the bruises. Yes. <laughs> yeah, some, some blood going and some bruises happening. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, um, you know, in terms of just the basics of the sport, you know, if you do, if you're doing a, a clinic, um, a how-to clinic, uh, where do you start and where do you begin with a newbie? Well, I think it's, you know, I think just like in sled hockey, I don't think it's a whole lot different. It's working with skills, you know, stick handling, you know, the chair, you know, there are a lot of athletes out there that haven't had, uh, you know, had use of, you know, using wheelchair sports. I think that's something different. Um, you know, I think one of the, I think one of the probably more difficult things that I do see and, and, you know, things that we'll continue to work on is um, getting chairs to those, to those clinics. Um, it's a little bit different than sled. We, we were able to collapse sleds and, mm -hmm. and put those in boxes and the success of sled hockey really became, it really uh, came about because we were able to get sleds to different parts of the country. You know, I we would be going to Minot or we'd be going to Kansas City and these things would be shipped very easily and not a big expense because we could collapse and put them in boxes and send them to clinics and then jump on the ice and do them. It's a, it's a lot more difficult with with chairs. And if if, uh, you know, a, a city or a town doesn't have access to sports chairs, um you know, it's difficult because these things aren't easy to get from place to place. They, mm. they certainly take a lot more room. And, you know, that's one thing that we that we've talked about is how is there a way and, you know, I'm talking to some colleges and some, you know, engineering schools. Is there a way to engineer some basic, you know, wheelchair uh, sport wheelchairs that we could actually collapse them a little bit easier or condense them down a little bit so that we could get them around? Um, I think that'd be a big help to grow any of the wheelchair sports, but it, it is more of a problem, even traveling locally here, you know, from here to Rochester, up to Watertown or Syracuse and bringing chairs with us, you know, you need a lot more room, uh, you know, to, to, to load these things up and get them from place to place. So, um, but as far as the clinics itself, I, you know, I think it's, you know, we start with basics and, you know, get them out, you know, passing, catching, uh, moving the chair, shooting, all of those basic skills that, you know, that are needed for the sport. But as any clinic, you know, it's about playing too. And I think that's something we've always done and found our great, ex the experience that we have is, you know, it's fun to do those skills a little bit, but all these athletes just want to play. So at some point, you know, you get them out there and just start, start whacking and having a good time and getting out there and playing a game and competing. And I think that's an important part of the clinic as well. Always a you know, a, a fun part so that, again, you want them to come back, they enjoy the game, they have fun, they understand or learn some of the skills, but they really get the feel of the game as well. Yeah, and I think because you can get very technical and you can get very drill oriented, but right. uh, there's nothing more than or better than, you know, on, on the job, if you will, pr training, right? If you're just out there right. uh, on the court, you're in playing, you're going to learn as you go. Right. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, Sean, what amazes me in all of these sports that we've been involved with over the years, I, it just it's incredible to me to see these athletes and how quickly they they learn and how quickly they develop. And, you know, as a as a you know, as a coach in the past and, a you know, an administrator, I, I think the most rewarding thing is to see that 
to see the joy, to see the improvement that they have. Um, I think that's what, you know, that's the joy of, of uh, you know, of all of this is, is seeing that growth and development and seeing all of these athletes, youth, adult, veterans, all of them, all of a sudden starting to really, you know, play the game and, and feel like they're part of the game. And, and to see that happen is, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's very rewarding. It really is. And I know you talked about obviously the the sports chairs. Most, uh, at least from my knowledge and experience, most of our like movie night member organizations, for example, have program chairs or program equipment. So you know, an athlete you know doesn't necessarily have to have their own sports chair when they first come out, right? I mean, that's that's the case yeah, I imagine correct. with you all there as well. Correct. Yeah, we've uh, we've been fortunate to be able to purchase many wheelchairs, sports chairs. Um, you know, it's similar to, again, I refer myself to this, my background in sled hockey, but same thing. I mean, you know, you can get the different size chairs and you can put athletes in them and, you know, they're pretty comfortable, but like you said, I mean, you can, as they advance, obviously you can get into the more advanced chairs and sports chairs and those type of things. And, uh, you know, we're very fortunate this year with the, with the, uh, wheelchair football to pick up additional chairs through that grant. And, you know, those things, what's great about that is, again, you can use those for other things. And, you know, that's such the grant was a really, really great thing for us. And again, I can't thank all of you involved with that, um, you know, to, to get that wheelchair football program going and give us a, a substantial grant to, to help us purchase more equipment. Because the more equipment we have, the more we can do. We can lend them to, you know, areas close to Buffalo and, and have people enjoy them and try them and and have you know different sports used in those chairs you can use them for you know really just about anything and uh, they don't necessarily have to be a tennis chair or a you know a uh, basketball chair or that type of thing they can be used for all those sports yeah and i think that's just a critical thing that that you know if people are just thinking well i can't play sports because i I, you know i can't afford the equipment that's just one thing to always keep in mind when we talk about program chairs you know obviously there are um they can they can be you know an athlete we or you know, program staff or volunteers, or coaches can 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 make the chair as as uh, comfortable and 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 fit the athlete as much as possible. Um, and, and so, what's the process that you do typically to 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 make sure that it happens? Well, for, first and foremost is to try to you know when when we're ordering chairs is to be conscientious of what do we have in stock and what you know what do we need. You need to have youth chairs. You need to have you know, different size chairs. And, and we got some pretty big boys too. Some of those veterans are, are, are big boys and, uh, and strong. And so I think the first thing that I would recommend is make sure, you know, when you're looking at those is, you know, be aware of the different size chairs and, you know, ha- have a vision down the road as to what you need. I mean, obviously, you know, you're limited, you, you may be limited to start, but be aware and conscious of, um, you know, you'll probably need some different size chairs. But the nice thing about those chairs is, you know, you can get the different sizes. And I have always tended to go just a little bit bigger sometimes because you can, you know, obviously you can get you can you can get away with that with a little bit bigger chair than a little bit smaller chair. You know, trying to squeeze somebody into a chair that doesn't fit quite right. You're, you're better off maybe going a little bit bigger. And that's kind of what we've done here, too. But, you know, we've got we've been fortunate to build you know, build it where we've got youth and, and you know, medium-sized chairs, adult-sized chairs, different sizes. But I, I think it's important to to look at those and, um, you know, 
try to do the best you can. Again, you're limited with what you can do with chairs, but look at your program too and what you have, what you've got, what you're starting with and, and be aware of that, but also have a vision down the road on where, where the program will grow and, and uh, what you may need for that moving forward. Yeah, and with program chairs that are bigger, obviously you can fill in with some padding or some other uh, make, some, make some other adjustments. You can't necessarily go the other way if it's too small, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> so, and, sure. and, and and so then, as as you mentioned, Norm, with the um, uh, with uh, you know, is if an athlete's you know truly interested in wheelchair lacrosse, you know, or any sport, you know, mm-hmm. for that matter, at some point in time, he or she may want to think about f- figuring out a way to invest in their own. Uh, sports equipment, whether the whether the family has the means to do so, or there's lots of organizations and grants out there as well that could assist in that regard. And, and what is the benefit of having a custom fit, you know, custom chair to an athlete? Well, I think I I don't think there's any replacement for that. I think it's as as the athletes get get better. I think for them to feel comfortable and to improve their game. Um, we've always encouraged that and, you know, we're able to do that some, with some aspects with our foundation to help in that aspect. But like you said, there's a lot of other programs out there, but there's no doubt that having a, having a chair or a slat or whatever it may be, whatever sport you're in, you know, having, having that, that chair that's really built for you and, 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 and fit for you, you know, it's, it's like a skate you know, for all of us place, you know, play hockey and stand up. I mean, they have that thing fit like a glove and, you know, snug and you're not losing energy because you're loose or moving around. I, I think it's important. And, and as the athletes get better, and that's what we work at that very, very closely to try to get our athletes um, as they improve, you know, to, to, it, it certainly makes them more comfortable. They feel like they're improving. They can feel the improvement. Um, when it's time for that, it's probably a good move for athletes to be able to move into that and, and get that chair that's theirs, that that's meant for them and fits them properly. Um, but the program chairs and program sleds and all those things are, are great, you know, for a, for a program to get folks started. Uh, no question about that. So some of the things, some of the other questions I had around, like just the sport of wheelchair lacrosse. So as, as wheelchair lacrosse grows as a sport across the country, uh, mm-hmm. I assume it's it's intended to be an outdoor sport. And can you describe the season, if you will, and and the sure. uh, uh, where it's played and the, and the, the the maybe the the parameters or 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 uh, space, not not space, um, you know, the the size of the court, those types of things. Sure, sure. So yeah, we. It is, it is a great summer sport. You know, I think that's, that's really what we do um, across the country. It's basically around the same time frame. I mean, we, we do practice in the winter because those, those lucky people out in San Diego and out that way, they can do it year round. So we do some, but we do it in the gym in the winter time just to, you know, keep our skills up and, uh, and uh, continue to develop those skills. We can do it in the gym pretty easily, uh, an open gym. Uh, once the weather breaks, then we're outside. What, what works best and what we've done here in Buffalo is we use rinks that, uh, hockey rinks, mm-hmm. perfect size. I mean, that's what's used for nationals. You know, it's a, it's a hockey rink or a um, roller rink type thing. I mean, those are the size that, that the rinks are, are usually made up, uh, for, uh, our look, our wheelchair lacrosse. They work great. Concrete is best. To be honest, I mean, you can move much quicker on the concrete, although we do use sports courts too. Uh, sports courts have a tendency to slow you down just a little bit with that plastic that every you know most of us are aware of. Um, they don't work quite as well, 
the concrete hard surface underneath a, a, a hockey rink that that does have concrete, they work phenomenal and they're great for it. Uh, the balls are different. The balls don't bounce. They're a non-bounce uh, lacrosse ball, so it's different than the regular lacrosse balls. They're a little more expensive. Um, the sticks are, are normal uh, lacrosse sticks, not the long box, but the regular uh, lacrosse sticks. Um, and uh, again, non-bounce balls. Um, but we're outside a lot. Um, you know, we're fortunate here in Buffalo. We have some, we have a, a rink that we use. that's actually covered outdoors, but it has a covered roof. So you don't have the heat. You know, we have to be careful with that. We've had some issues over the years at, at nationals where we've been out in the sun and, um, mm-hmm. you gotta really be careful. All of a sudden you're playing third and fourth game and some of our athletes have to be careful out in the sun. Um, you know, I'm worried about dehydration and that type of thing. So, uh, we, we had an issue with one, one of our athletes that was in pretty rough shape uh for two or three days in the hospital because of it so you know you have to be aware of that but uh it's great it's outdoors again we we usually run from uh beginning of may till the end of august our uh our nationals is usually the last weekend of august uh somewhere in that time frame it's a three-day affair you know friday saturday sunday last year it was in san diego um, again, we've had it here in Buffalo. I think this year it may be in uh, Minneapolis this year. Um, so, uh, but that usually ends our season, uh, the end of August and, uh, works pretty well with wheelchair football now with that, um, you know, kind of crisscrosses a little bit there, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it really ties in well. And, um, you know, it's a nice time frame for, uh, you know, for where lacrosse is located right now with their, their made a, May to August type uh, time frame that they have. And a, a typical game is is that how long? Uh, it depends. We we can do runs, fifteen runs, um, three you know three uh, or four quarters, um, a half. Um, you know, it depends. I mean, it, it it varies right now at this stage on different different time frames. But that sometimes it can be stopped. I mean, it just depends on how the tournament's put together. But similar to you know hockey type thing or or football type thing. But it's it's a four period halftime, um, you know, uh, four four periods uh, type thing, and um, uh, you know works well. And and uh, obviously, since you have such a, a, a history and ex- a background with USA Hockey, I'm always interested in positions. And so, can we can we walk through the positions on a sure. wheelchair lacrosse team? Sure. So you have uh, seven athletes. Um, you've got uh, you got your um, three forwards, two middle, three back. Or I'm sorry, uh, two forward, um, two middle. Or I'm sorry, two back, two middle, three forwards in the um, seven um, uh, seven athletes for uh, each side. Um, gets a little congested from time to time, but um, uh, there's talk of maybe knocking that down one possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it's great, and and then also in the you know we've thought about with the uh, lacrosse, um, you know, just building the sport, you know, maybe the, shortening the numbers up a little bit and, and taking one out of there so that, you know, some of the teams have a tough time fielding at this point until we build it. So, you know, there's talk of maybe cutting that back, uh, 
you know, by uh, by a player uh, for now, but we'll see how that all falls into place. Yeah, because if you can imagine, I, I, I could imagine in a, in a half court, it could get pretty pretty crowded, you know, with oh, the, yeah. the number yeah. of defensive players and the number of offensive players essentially on one side. <laughs> There's a lot of hitting going on, no doubt about that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in hockey, like in hockey, do you have a goalie? Yes, goalie. Yep, goalie. Uh, you know, the, it's a regular size uh, lacrosse uh, net, uh, box lacrosse net, and uh, goalie's well padded, and uh, those balls do hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they stink, but you know, goalies are a different breed, as we all know. And uh, yeah, I mean, so uh, you know, we have our goalies, and uh, they do a great job, and um, it, it's just. Uh, it's 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 great it's it's just a great sport to watch with uh with them and again their skill and you know that ball bouncing and hitting and and um you know those nets uh it, it's 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 a lot of fun to watch yeah it's a it's funny that you mentioned that goalies are a different breed they they indeed are they have to they have to love hard fast objects coming right <laughs> right at them at any moment right <laughs> and, they, and the, they do they do and 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 so how would you like, like, how would you describe a forward and what, like, if you were putting together a team, um, how would you pick who the forward should be? And then also the middle and the, and the, in the back, you know, the defensive uh, folks. Sure. Um, well, I think, you know what, it's uh, not being a true coach of lacrosse, but I, I think it's, you know, again, a skill level, you know, your attack, you know, you want them to, you know, guys that have the skill to move forward and backward, you know, the four check, um, the skill level, you know, they're shooting up front. Um, you know, your, your middle is, um, you know, those guys are, are again, very, um, good at, uh, going forward, but also playing back and helping, you know, helping their defense and, and, and that aspect. And then, um, our defensemen, um, you know, quick, I mean, you want quick defensemen, you want them to be able to be versatile and be able to get on and, and be physical. Um, so, you know, I, I really do compare it, you know, not much different than hockey. I mean, it's very mm-hmm. similar to that, you know, with the skill levels that, uh, that these athletes, you know, have and what you're looking for, for each of those positions. Yeah, I think I think it, you you hit the nail right on the head in terms of you know, and each have their own skill sets and their own way to contribute um, uh, to to the the, the full team uh, aspect. Uh, Norm, is there anything we haven't talked about the sport that you just like to mention that I haven't either thought to ask you or anything? Uh, you know what I think. Um... No, I think I think we've covered a lot of it. I think it's great. I think uh, you know. I just think you know, we continue to try to grow this sport. And I think it's, uh, I think it's just a matter of time. Obviously, uh, as you know, that uh, lacrosse will be part of the Olympics uh, coming up um, soon. Um, they've been entered. So uh, I'm not sure what year that's going to happen, or which Paralympics that or which Olympics that'll happen in. Uh, I think it's the next summer Olympics that that will be included. So I think the hope is for wheelchair lacrosse, you know, at some point, you know, in the next eight to 12 years, 
that we'll be able to uh, see that in the in the Paralympics. I think obviously that's our that's all of our hopes that mm-hmm. you know that will happen and um, you know be able to uh, participate in the Paralympics with wheelchair lacrosse. Uh, that takes time, you know. It, it, you've got to you got to develop enough countries, and I know that's being worked on. I know Germany's doing a, a, a having a conference uh, coming up here in the spring and uh which is pretty exciting that they're very interested in wheelchair lacrosse and if we can get europe the european teams to uh to jump into wheelchair lacrosse like we hope um this could happen fairly quickly and uh but you know the first step is 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 exciting to see that you know the olympics have now accepted uh lacrosse so naturally the next step would be to see to see this in the paralympics Indeed, definitely. That'd be that'd be exciting to exciting to see. And so, where do people? My last question is, where do people go to learn more? So uh, we have uh, U.S. Uh, wheelchair lacrosse. They can go to our website, U.S. Uh, wheelchair lacrosse, and uh, all the information is on there. Contacts are on there. All of us around the country with the teams are on there, and um, you can find us on there. And um, you know, we'll come out, we'll do clinics, as you know, you saw down there. I mean, we're doing clinics. I know there was one done up recently up at Northeast Passage up in uh, up in um, uh, Massachusetts up there. Uh, I'm sorry, New Hampshire uh, with UNH. Uh, and um, so I think that's the best way to do it is to keep, you know, doing these clinics, getting around the country, you know, spreading the word about what we do. And, and uh, obviously, you know, all of us will, you know, be more than happy to, to line up clinics and get people out there and involved. And, and uh, they can call us, contact us anytime. My line's always open. I always have my cell phone with me and uh, enjoy talking about uh, getting new programs started. It's, it's, it's what I really enjoy doing is starting new programs. I mean, and, and getting administrators involved and getting people involved. It's some my background. And I just, you know, it's, it's exciting to see new programs and, and new athletes. I mean, seeing these smiles on these athletes and giving them another sport, you know, maybe that maybe they were injured and they played lacrosse and, you know, now, you know, thinking that they wouldn't have a chance to play lacrosse again. And, you know, just seeing those stories, it just, again, it's so rewarding to to see that. We just had that case up in Watertown with a young lady that was injured. And, mm. You know, she, she was a high level division one and, um, you know, giving, seeing her now have the opportunity to play lacrosse again, you know, it's just, uh, it's what we love doing. So it's great. 